awesome. Well, hey there, Super Nintendos. It is episode 585 of Nintendo Voice Chat. I'm your host, Seth Macy. We are joined this week by the legendary Michael Swain. Howdy, howdy. Another legend, Per Schneider. Oh, thank you. And of course, industry legend, Kat Bailey. Hi, Seth. I'm here to audition for the role of Samus in this piece. Please wish me luck. <laughs> we will get to our casting news later. But first, uh, topic one, the Animal Crossing update. By the way, wake up. Happy Christmas. They dropped it early. It was the 2.0 update. I woke up, had no idea that it was a thing until I started seeing it everywhere. And I was like, oh, we're taping the show today. I better play that. And I played it for about five minutes. So, Kat. Wow. You played it for a little bit more than five minutes. You have a little bit uh, more than just Isabel talking to you experience Kat, with it. Kat played it for 400 hours since last <laughs> night. <laughs> Time compression. Managed to put it all together, but no, I started playing the new update and I went to the new island with the captain and I went and got Brewster. So he's heading over to my museum right now. It is currently under construction. Nice. I went through the entire catalog and bought a whole bunch of new stuff. I got a gazebo Ooh. and I put it uh, in the middle of my little nice island construction. I got flower beds and like really spruced up my actual little garden in my house. I had Bo come over and visit me and he was in his pajamas for some reason because it was like 10 p.m. And I was like, okay, Bo. And so he was just walking around. <laughs> Apparently your villagers will roast you if you are if you have roaches, which is pretty great. Oh wow. And I went ahead and also what did I do? Oh, I tried out island ordinances. And so oh, yeah, so now I get more money there. for How's selling that? stuff. Yeah, no, decrees. I um I did the I I had checked in last time we spoke about the Animal Crossing update. I went back in and I killed all the roaches, and I'm so happy about the ordinance because there were just so many weeds in in corners where I would accidentally pick up items if I pulled them out. You know, like I have items placed around, and like so the ordinance to let the villagers uh, weed and clean up the town is just a godsend. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I think did... it also makes the flowers grow faster, though, which is actually Ooh. kind of annoying. Oh, I see that <laughs> because they also water everything. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to uh, I, I checked in. I had to uh, I had forgotten that I planted a ton of pumpkins. So I got that and then uh, had oh, yeah, villagers that's... visit my house. Luckily, no roaches. Um, and then I don't have any lamps yet. So I got to do all that stuff. But yeah, my museum is under construction. So um, and then. The the gyroids cat, you basically you get fragments now and you have to plant them in the ground and then you have to water them, makes a little, you know, not a sparkle, but it's got a little cloud above them, and then presumably they grow into big gyroids. Yeah. I, I don't know how it works necessarily though, because I planted one and watered it, but I don't nope. see any sparkle or anything. There's like a little poofy cloud that it, that appears hmm. above it. Like it's it's very faint, so it doesn't sparkle like the rest of the stuff. And then maybe I uh, did it wrong. Yeah. I, I I don't know if you can water something wrong though. <laughs> I might have planted it in the wrong location. Sometimes it can be really mm. finicky about what can grow. Yeah, so gotcha. Gonna... Yeah, some data mining on that. Get, yeah. get on it, please. The, yeah. the the one annoying thing was unlocking all the upgrades at the uh, at the terminal. You kind of mm. gotta do everything one by one, right? You spend your miles to get all the new features and all the upgrades, and so it's like it's very road and very classic Animal Crossing mechanical. But you know, you do it once; it's like five minutes. Yeah, 
It's very Dream. typical of Animal Crossing to waste your time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> are you are you into Animal Crossing at all, Swain? You know when a game completely passes you by <laughs> and you're happy that everyone's having a great time, but it just sounds like a string of nonsense. Uh, I do love base building, so I don't know why it didn't really get its hooks in me. I play a lot of Nintendo, but I think during pandemic when everyone was turning to Animal Crossing, I was catching up with No Man's Sky because I heard of, oh, yeah. there were so many quality of life improvements and that game really is robust and scratched that sort of like chill out synth wave itch for me. Nice. Uh, and Animal Crossing, I haven't tried literally because people talk about the legendary number of hours that will immediately steal from your life and I can't really handle it. That's like making me gun shy. I have liked things like Stardew Valley. I mean, I have an epic Minecraft castle and I have an epic, you know, fallout vault so i like building i like building up a little nest mm. i'm sure i'll get to it eventually but no i've been doing uh metroid dread so hopefully we'll talk oh, about that, ooh, that yeah, not, nobody's gonna fault you for that <laughs> I, I would say uh sorry, man, i would say mm. animal crossing is one of those games where the hours played sneaks up on you it's not like yes you know That's exactly what for example in the news persona 5 right like where right. you know you're in if you want the full story you're in for a hundred hour quest and animal crossing mm -hmm. is like it's one of those games you can play for a couple of minutes and then before you know it you have a hundred hours yeah. but it doesn't feel like you have to stick with it you can get out like it can it you you can get out at any time and and they you, back. you can quit anytime <laughs> it's real and the cats first in the cradle free. yeah um so i don't know but i've heard great things about the update and it might be a really good time for me to finally give it a shot i know i have to eventually and i know at some point it will consume some chunk yeah, of my it's life. The law. but let you me ask because uh, our i mean this morning even at the the like group meeting we all do every morning the guides team had so much cool stuff in the works related specifically to this update, but Animal Crossing generally continuing support there. Uh, and that's not just a blatant self plug. I also wanted to ask if I'm jumping in for the first time with this update or because of this update, do you think I would benefit from the guide material or would you try to oh, tackle yeah. and engage the game alone at first? Or what do you think? No, no, no. there's no, there's no shame in going straight to the guy yeah. because there are things that you just, that you the, the game doesn't tell you at all. You'll never okay. figure those things out. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, one reason why our guide is so popular is that it lists all the bugs and, you know, all the collectibles. So good. And, uh, you know, for for uh, for the bugs, it shows you the seasons that they appear in the fish. So yep. we have these checklists where you can check off the ones you have and you can kind of organize yourself and see. It's like, OK, this one I'll get in December. This one I have to wait till January for. Or, of course, you can cheat and just your clock <laughs> or you can travel to islands and all that but hey right. the one important thing about this update is this is still the little update the big update mm. is is yet to come right this is the free right. the free quality of life and you know uh just kind of smaller right. upgrades but it i mean it feels pretty uh it feels pretty big despite being the free update yeah i yeah. put small update in air quotes because mm -hmm. it, they did a data mine it has like nine thousand new items in wow. it wow it's insane. Wow, this is the one that items. finally adds Spider-Man, right? We've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Speaking of uh, DLC updates, remember last week when we we're like, "Hey, remember last week? We were wrong." <laughs> I don't. I don't trust reality anymore. But apparently, the updates are the last updates, even though yeah. we were told last week that they weren't the last updates but now i mean tune in next week who knows where we'll know <laughs> yeah so we 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 double checked with nintendo because like everybody reported that this is the last free 
update and the i think gamers just convinced themselves that that meant there would be additional paid dlc updates and so we were looking at all these reports and saying okay maybe we got it wrong and we thought nintendo had told us it's the last major update period and so we went back and double checked and said are you sure does ncl know that you're telling us that and the answer is yes this is the last free and the last paid major dlc update so right. who knows next week you know, it'll be. I, I remember the last Smash Brothers game was the last Smash Brothers game too. That's true. So, you know, things could yeah. change, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. were pretty much done with the Animal Crossing updates. Could could be right, but I I think the idea of bundling DLC in with your subscription plan is obviously a good one, and it's good mm. to do it for the biggest games. So hopefully, it's not a you know, it's not a, a one off, and like they're they're now creating this sort of structure for other games as well, and. You know, we talked about whether they go back to Mario Kart, but Mario Party is a good one, right? Where give us yeah. for free, give us the new boards in the future rather than making us pay for the DLC. Well, I'm sorry, I, I was just confirming, but I th Sakurai just said today or yesterday also that he can't imagine Smash continuing without him. So, yeah. Uh, I think money might change that <laughs> equation, but, <laughs> but that's quite a, quite a saucy statement. Just nuts. Sakurai yeah. has a lot of personal ownership over Smash yeah. Brothers, it feels like. And he said in that same interview that he had tried to hand off responsibilities. And then he was like, no, 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 I got I got to come back in. So he, uh, he he's very in-depth in it. And I think that he just has a hard time just letting go. Let go, Sakurai. Go but, live your yeah. best life. It would and be look, interesting to see if someone tried and completely bungled it. Like, I would... Be something to see, like a really not <laughs> screwed together, you know, not well handled Smash Brothers installment. But I feel like yeah. the formula is so refined at this point, it would be pretty hard to mess it up. But maybe it, I just jinxed us all. I'm sorry. Aww. No, it's the same. Like, think about Fire Emblem, right? Like the lead designer for Fire Emblem left the company ages ago. And like, we were all wondering if the franchise would continue. And he, what did he do? Like Tear Ring Saga or something, right? Mm. Um, and like sometimes a, a lead designer can be so important to the future of a franchise. Think about Kojima, right? Like what is going to right. happen to Metal Gear without Kojima? Well, they try to do a game and it just doesn't feel right, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. But but with Smash, they could go back to this game, upgrade the visuals for 4K and add another eight characters without him, I believe. Maybe it won't be as well balanced. Marty salivating, but, that sounds there's, great. There's no way, there's, this is a cash cow. They're gonna continue right. this just like they'll keep doing Mario Karts. Yeah. I'll do respect to Sakurai, who I think is amazing, but I'm always a little hesitant to be like, well, this one guy is yeah. indispensable to this particular game because it takes many people to mm -hmm. make a game, hundreds even, so. There are right. lots of indispensable people, including under Kojima in the event. If we want to jump over really quickly to movies, Evangelion, like everybody gives Hideaki Anno the credit, but he had a lot of people underneath him who also had a ton of creative input. So. Yeah, and I bet Villeneuve's Blade Runner 2049 was better than what sequel Ridley Scott could have made, <laughs> just, you know, to be blunt. Like sometimes there's a benefit to switching a, a director or a leader as well. And with regards to Smash, this is not the same dev team. It's Namco making it, right? We have right. Namco Bandai who worked on this game and, and did a really, really nice job. And that's a far cry from who worked on the game before, which is why I still hold, I still have hope in my heart that there is another Earthbound someday without Itoi. 
It's never know, gonna not happen. Why would you do that to yourself? Or by well, Brownie Brown? Right? Everything we'll play comes all of the indie again. games that have been released in the past ten years. Yeah, <laughs> feel like in the exactly. fullness of time, everything gets remade. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, one's not a perfect example is not coming to mind, but there's constantly remakes where you go, really. Who's the built-in audience still for that? But okay, mm-hmm. it's just it's time has come around again. I guess Blood the Rain. shadow's coming back. Blood Rain's coming <laughs> Blood. back. Sure. Yeah. Wait, Blood Rain's coming back? We'll do National right. Treasure again. Why not? We tried so hard to ignore Blood Rain when it first came out. And like yet it's it's back again. Well, I'm glad we're on the subject of movies because we, are, we got some news about a Donkey Kong movie in development. Yes, mm. finally, the Donkey Kong himself. Apparently, it's going to be starring uh, Seth Rogen, who was cast as Donkey Kong in the what might have been the greatest casting news uh, presentation of all time for the Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie. But yeah, that's the next character apparently headed to the uh, big screen uh, reported by uh, Giant Freaking Robot, which I, th- I think I wrote for them one time. Like, wow. Back, back in like 2011 or something. But yeah, this is also going to be an Illumination movie. And I believe they're the studio that does, is responsible for Minions. Uh, yep. Swaim's microphone there. If you're watching this at home, no. What? I thought that was a Hey You Pikachu reference. That microphone. <laughs> oh well. Oh. No, he knew that he he saw the illumination and it. That's right. That idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I always color code it with the mortise. So. Oh. Nice. Oh wow. That's yeah. that's oh, wow. Right it's blue. It's, <laughs> yeah. It changes. That's awesome. Well, uh, Swaim. One of the reasons we asked you on here, apart from the fact that we just we all love and respect you, is uh, we were wondering if you had any, any ideas and would like to join the conversation of what other Nintendo characters should be cast in movies and who should be playing them. And you already started on a list here. That's true. I got a long list. Uh, Seth Rogen, I think, is a perfect pick, although, as you said that, it made me realize he's got to do at least one red carpet where he just wears a tie and a collar, uh, I think, to do his due diligence and represent business ape, as I like to call him. Uh, but yeah, we we were talking a lot about casting and there's a bunch of people that come to mind. You mentioned Earthbound. I think Jesse Plemons would be the perfect Lucas grown up. <laughs> you buy that pair? Pollution. Yeah, he was. uh, Oh yeah, he 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 was he was funny in uh, in in Jungle Cruise, and he was freaking scary Um, in Breaking Bad. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, it's he could be a very. I mean, it's a dark series, and like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I could see him. Yeah, he's he's good. I like it. We were talking Tom Nook earlier. Uh, that one I actually hadn't had on my initial list, but it does occur to me that you could do really good stunt casting there and just make it Jeff Bezos, right? That's essentially. <laughs> oh my god! You have to, you, he has every product that you require to live your life, and he just gets richer and richer. Uh, Tom Nook buys the Washington Post. Tom Nook goes to space. That is so good. That is so good. Uh, let's see who do I have that I feel like really fits. Uh, I think Birdo is fun to cast. I could see a hmm. Billy Eichner as a Birdo. I could see Lil Nas X as a bird as a Birdo for their like in-your-face sexual transgressivism, which I think is really cool about both Birdo and Lil Nas X. Um, who are we talking? I mean, Wario, everyone goes Devito, and that's nah. not a bad choice. But no, Danny Devito's Pikachu. Right, it, it is written. Oh, see, <laughs> what I was getting at is get I out of here, Ryan Reynolds. I'd go hard Paul Giamatti for Wario personally. Oh, I like that. Because I think okay. he can actually do the evil meanness that you need. Wah. Yeah, the wah. He has the wah. 
who picked the the choice in the NVC doc? Who put that one down? It was oh, not probably I. I did. Uh, was okay. that Ian McShane? Yeah, that's oh, that's that brilliant. Was, that is the best yeah. Wario. I, like, I take I no. Yeah, I take no credit for that because back in 2015, my old publication, US Gamer, rest in peace. Uh, my pal Mike Williams did a fan casting because back in the day, Shigeru Miyamoto was asked and he said, well, we should probably have twins for Mario. And Takashi Tezuka said, oh, and we should have a female actress playing uh, Link. And I was like, OK, I'm into that. But he was the one who picked Ian McShane for Wario. It's and perfect. I, was like, it's I just so want to hear. I just want to hear <laughs> who plays. <laughs> <laughs> you had a lot of good picks. I my favorite is actually Jason Statham as Captain Falcon. <laughs> oh yeah, I could see uh, John Cena as a good Captain Falcon for sure. Yeah, yeah. I also oh, feel yeah. like Donald Glover maybe because he's got the swagger element. But maybe I'm getting mm. that off of the Solo movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Waluigi would have to be an amateur actor, uh, uh, Zachary Ryan, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's only one Waluigi, it's him. Uh, I could see, oh gosh, I should know his name. Jimmy Simpson, got it. Um, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, who plays uh, the leader of the McCoyles. You know who I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Oh yeah, that's a good one, yeah. see him as a decent Waluigi, for sure. I was thinking Very like nice. a Steve Buscemi in a, in a Waluigi. Oh God. Oh, oh, <laughs> Steve Buscemi is getting a little old though. So oh, his so recent true. Halloween, he did his meme with the Hello Fellow Kids meme. <laughs> Just crazy. dressed that up. So. That's I love amazing. you, Steve Buscemi. You're great. <laughs> well, and then should we talk Samus? Because I know there's going to be yes. a lot of hot debate around Samus, right? Yeah. 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 I have my I, ideas. But I'm I saw a trailer for Atomic Blonde last night and I was like, Charlize Theron. Like oh, she's basically really going full John Wick slash uh, Charlize Theron in Metroid Dread. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I it looks like her too, and in, in, yeah, especially in the Prime games. Mm-hmm. I had an idea, and then I saw Charlize Theron. I was like, "Oh, my idea is stupid." But I was, and I can't remember the woman's name who was in the last Terminator movie that I'm the only one who thought was pretty good. Uh, who played the time traveler, half human, super soldier, whose name I, mm-hmm. I think she'd be a great. Well, that was, a, that was a great pick, Seth. That's Thank why we you. have docs. You all know yeah. who I'm talking anyway. about. <laughs> <laughs> so that one woman would be a good... You know that movie that was extraordinarily <laughs> yeah. unpopular that everyone hated? Ah. There. Ah. I, 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 for, I forgot that one. I only remember the uh, Kristana Loken Terminator lady from the third one. I, again, have some probably some recency bias because I just saw last night in Soho and liked it a lot, but... I was thinking Thomas and McKenzie because she has that uh, l- like open eyed wonder at the universe exploratory vibe that I think would read really, really well. through. It's like the diff. It's the opposite of the Batman effect, right? They got to be able to play Samus, but they also got to look really good through the tiny part of the face that you actually see in the movie. And got to uh, emote through that tiny visor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas for Batman, you need that mouth jaw game or it's, mm-hmm. we're not going to buy it. And I think, uh, yeah, I think Thomason could really pull it off. I also could see Michaela Cole. Do you guys know Michaela Cole from uh, Chewing Gum? I do not. I don't. Oh, okay. Go- Super Googling. good. Googling. <laughs> Google. Worth a Google. But yeah, in both cases, I'm going for like, because my favorite part about Metroid is, well, first of all, the little theme that when you get a new item, <laughs> that it's <Yeah>. just <laughs> eternally releases dopamine in my brain forever. But 
also the the feeling of sheer exploration i mean that's what a metroid base you know metroidvania is all about right unlocking the new thing and being like i wonder what's over on that side of the map uh and i think that would be like core to any kind of metroid movie so i'd really love to see either of them yeah what about what about your link pick link is tough uh tough. yeah i for like the I think if you're going young link and they still might both be aging out but there's your more obvious picks like uh timothee chalamet or whatever that's or, uh, that was my pick but i'm glad Finn you Wolfhard. said his name because i don't know how to say yeah. it right. but uh i could also see um if you're just going for vibe i think i could see a john boyega as older link personal oh okay um and i'm mainly getting that off of his performance in attack the block so maybe he's too old now because attack the block's old mm. but there's one that movie doesn't need a sequel and their attack the block 2 apparently <laughs> is in the works so everything will be- get brought back or sequelized or something yeah uh, anyone yeah, else have a, have a good link i'm with tezuka it should be a woman i think it should be emily blunt as good action <laughs> hero blonde <laughs> I could totally see Emily Blunt. That's yeah. pretty funny. Actually, yeah. All the best Link cosplayers are always women. The, uh, yeah, and the I old mean, Link to the past also would make the Peter Pan connection, I think, even more. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, look at it. Pardon me. <laughs> Someone just the old that the greatest uh, commercial of all time, which is the Japanese Link to the Past commercial. Link is played mm. by a woman in that. Yep. Yeah. So that's right. Here, do you have uh, any ideas of who you sh- who you would like to see cast as Link? No, I, I, I like your ideas. I, I was thinking like Jamie Bell or someone who's done, you know, he's voiced Tintin in the past. Like everybody always went to Orlando Bloom in the past just because of the um, the Lord of the Rings Such connection, right? It's lame. like, well, there's an elf. Yeah. Um, no, no. Like, uh, I, I feel like, first of all, you know, Link is going to, would have to speak in a movie, um, even though that, that would make people mad, but it's just got to happen. Um, so I'm, uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm cool with with Emily Blunt's actually a good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to make pick. people mad. Tom Holland. Then so we can have two fan bases that are mad about Tom Holland Tom, playing Tom a Holland character. Do it. <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland is everything. <laughs> this, Chris, Chris Pratt obviously is going to be all of these characters too. Yeah, my last uh, casting would definitely be the Island Boys as, in the Ice Climbers movie. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, I, Never heard of the Island Boys until three days ago, and now I see them referenced every ten minutes. So oh, it's very strange. are these the oft-memed viral Island Boys? I think yes, I also the... just became aware of the Island Boys. Okay, I never yeah. heard of them, and now I hear about them constantly. Now. So Great. Yeah. I get that's this. another one to Google, kids. <laughs> yeah, Google, I guess. I, Google or I should Island say, Google Boys. that one old, because I think the no. kids are well aware of. There they are. There they are. Ah. <laughs> just watch this on YouTube. Look at that Ice Climbers no, movie right there. No, they're the Hammer Brothers, man. They're clearly the Hammer Brothers. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. I, I love the, the discussion around Donkey Kong because like Donkey Kong is often forgotten uh, when we talk about Nintendo's big franchises because it's Nintendo hasn't handled it well over the years and obviously there's uh, Donkey Kong appears in Mario games and there's this constant crossover but like I firmly be- believe DK has the chops to be up there in sales with the biggest Mario games and you know like and Mario Kart. I feel like if Nintendo invested the time and money to make a Donkey Kong 64 style open world game again, I think DK would be humongous. It's yeah. Remember, it's only been brought back 
recently as these super bone hard side scrolling games when Nintendo oh yeah double Nintendo double dipped and made them easier because you know they yeah. they figured it wasn't reaching enough people and like the time is ready for DK to really step out bring back the Donkey Kong racing concept if you're not making any more Mario Kart games for Switch uh, or um or make a a full 3D one Odyssey team hear me hear me out pair DK RPG where okay. all the family members are party members. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, that works. Cranky's like a yep. wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Funky. The, uh, what was it called? Tropical Freeze, I think. That yep. was, yeah. It was quite good. But oh, they're yeah. great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It really reminded me that I think what makes Donkey Kong distinct. And you're absolutely right that if anything, Donkey Kong and all associated characters and tropes like bananas and barrels and whatnot, bananas? way, way more cohesive than Mario, anything Mario has going mm. on, which just seems That's like true. a cavalcade of random items. <laughs> and the lead is just like a middle aged guy. <laughs> it's very bizarre. I was but, thinking, I was thinking uh, about Mario just really about, likes mushrooms. Yeah, and you know, how funny like the that name happens. is Super Mario. Like it's just yeah. the name of a guy who's like the Super Dave Osborne. That's like a hilarious name. You don't think anything of it. Well, why is his name Donkey? Anyway, it, it doesn't make sense from any, any angle, but I do find Donkey Kong, the world very cohesive and playing Tropical Freeze just reminded me that he has something distinct to offer, which was like Mario jumped up and down. So core to gaming. Many great games <laughs> involve that. Um, Sonic moved faster than the screen could move or whatever, move horizontally. And uh, Donkey Kong has a different kind of jump that is modeled after an ape. Like he does the <laughs> yeah. long, the long volley jump and it changes everything about platforming. And I think that plus the other like elements that are very iconic, like a mine car ride, like, you know, collecting bananas in huge rooms. These could all translate to a, a 3D platformer really, really well. I would love for, to see that. Yeah, For sure. And Donkey Kong has, you know, and you see this especially in the in the retro games, right? Donkey Kong has the ability to hang on to, like, walls and ceilings. Like, it's mm-hmm. something that Mario doesn't do very often. Like, he can do the great stuff. But, like, it's yeah. just so built into these games now. It would be really great in a 3D space, like, to be able to explore in all the different directions and... They could they could do what they did with Galaxy with like you know spheres and yeah I want oh, one yeah or like uh, Marvel Spider Man but instead of shooting you're just swinging like a like a monkey oh yeah through a oh, city or something yeah, open world a yeah Donkey Kong is exploring New York City oh, there, you there you go yeah climate, you finally get to cement factory things don't usually end well when a giant gorilla explores New York City so we might well spare that's him that, but. That's it. Nobody's expecting the happy ending. So it comes. Yeah. What if it's New Donk City? Then it's okay, right? There you go. Better. Yeah, that's right. One of the best segments in gaming of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> what is Donkey Kong's relation to King Kong? Is there any canon well, like establishment? That's of that? uh, that's like, funny because in Nintendo cousin. history, Universal actually sued Nintendo over the over the character oh, of Donkey Kong, right? And said that you're just ripping off King Kong, and. <laughs> Nintendo was able to defeat Universal and yeah. get damages from yeah. that. They're like, result. he wears a tie. Come on. Think about <laughs> it, though. It's so funny. Like, Nintendo said Donkey Kong, the title, the name, you know, somebody looked up stubborn like a donkey in Japanese or, or stubborn, and it said stubborn like a donkey, and that's how they grabbed Donkey Kong. But there's no excuse around the word Kong. It just no. isn't. No. There isn't a thing called a Kong other than King Kong. <laughs> And they won that lawsuit. It's amazing to me. I think it had to do 
with the fact that maybe Universal didn't actually own the rights either. Like there was something, yeah, like there's some esoteric was fine print stuff. Open domain at that point, or, or the public domain rather. But if you watch the episode of Captain and the Game Master where they go to Conga Land, the writers of that show clearly did know did not know anything about donkey kong and based it entirely on king kong and uh because mm. he's a giant ape and i'm surprised they didn't get sued for that but famously hey, accurate captain and the game captain master N. look i woke up every saturday morning so excited to watch that <laughs> horrible horrible show and even then i knew it was bad like mega man just said mega mega and that was all the <laughs> just like in your I favorite pokemon. game pokemon why is he a pokemon <laughs> I, I i love that these you know these obviously these legal name challenges are going on all the time right like if if they if they hadn't been a conflict over the name pocket monsters in the past outside of japan we might all be calling it pocket monsters by its full name and not the abbreviation pokemon right and there's tons of examples like that it's it is quite amazing that Star Fox is called Star Fox, despite the conflicting marks in Europe. Like it was called Lilith Wars over there and all that. And Star Wing, oh, yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. And yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what's out this month. Because we were talking about Pokemon and it just so happens that there's a big old Pokemon game. Actually, two big old Pokemon games coming out on November 19th, I believe, which is Friday. That's when Black Friday kicks off. And as the commerce editor, I am well aware of what happens on November 19th. <laughs> but uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, or is it the other way around? It is not the other way around. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, yeah. I always get them messed up. I'm looking forward BDSP. to them. BDSP. Wait, say that again? Oh, BDSP. BDSP. I like that. I'll remember that until the end of the show, which wait, I will forget <laughs> it. Hey, Shin Megami Tensei Five is out on the 12th. I wrote that it's out on the same day. I was, I was way off. We have our review out. It is live right now. It is re reviewed by Liana Hafer. Uh, she said the writing leaves a bit to be desired, but the quote, if you're looking for a meaty, demanding, endlessly deep, and overall outstanding JRPG to sink your teeth into, which it turns out that I am, Shin Megami Tensei Five has heaping portions of it, and I love a good heaping portion of anything. So we also should probably point out that we know the uh, <clears throat> Shin Megami Tensei community isn't happy that the review points are rather compares it to persona every it, review not just this review well yeah, it, keep going yeah it yeah. should be uh pointed out that the review is very very positive and the score is eight which on the ign scale is great great so, yeah yeah look i mean per persona was a megami tensei spinoff right i, th I think yeah. even wasn't it cat that the first time they used shin megami tensei as a subtitle was like persona 3 or something um I, yeah I, I, yeah I don't, I don't remember all that but like they obviously it's it's one of those things where the the community around this franchise is quite passionate and so it's like you know if you're a diehard donkey kong fan and people keep <laughs> comparing it to mario like your your knee-jerk reaction is going to be like you know judge it on its own merits but i i think liana was was trying to make sure that people had a frame of reference and persona 5 was a huge hit right like that was the oh, biggest yeah. hit in this entire megami tensei world um and so you know obviously it's uh it's it gives people a frame of reference if you say it is very similar uh no it's not very similar it's very very different and like persona does certain things better and you know Megami SMT. Megami SMT does many many things very differently, right? It's not it's a, a, it's a darker, thing. more cult series, more post-apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But it and it definitely stands on its own. It's a, a very deep 
RPG in many ways. So it, I, 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 you said, as you said, pair, the SMT community is extremely passionate about this series and tend to get really annoyed because persona in the mainstream community gets a lot of attention. It's fair to say so. And they're like, pay attention to SMT, which is in our opinion, the better game. And I'm like, well, you can debate that, but, uh, I I don't think that should take away from the fact that this was a very positive review. Yeah. Got an 8 out of 10. And SMT5, as I was saying a couple of weeks ago, great looking game. Maybe one of the best games to come out this month. So yeah. check it out. Would you say the connection between the two worlds is kind of like Ogre Battle and Tactics Ogre, where like the gameplay hmm. is very different, but it's a shared universe and shared characters. Well, shared monsters. Well, Persona 5 and SMT, like they're... You know, they're standalone stories, right? Whereas yep. Ogre Battle and Tactics Ogre are one big timeline, right? They're like multiple episodes of each. So I, I would say that. And also Persona 5 and SMT, like they have fairly similar gameplay. There are different quirks, certainly with mm -hmm. SMT. So I don't know if the comparison is strictly there, but yeah. And you were you were super excited and you were thinking this might be one of your one of your big mm. games of the year, right? Like, when are you going to get mm. going on it? As soon as I get a copy, I right. apparently <laughs> I have one coming in the mail, but I've not gotten a review code yet. Oh, so man. I got to wait. It's okay, because I'm playing Persona 5 right now. Don't hurt me. <laughs> I love that game. Am I misremembering, or is there another spinoff series from Shin Megami Tensei, or am I just stupid? I mean, there are a lot of different variations, like Devil Survivor, which is a tactics oh, okay. RPG. And Sharp kind FE. of thing. Sharp FE yeah. was the kind of mix of the Fire Emblem and, Ten and Megami Tensei universes, so it'll never yeah. end. I no. think I'm going to pick this one up. It's, it's a meaty JR. It looks great, yeah. Just, yeah, it looks super fun. I just want to highlight that this is a uh, a really strong month for Nintendo Switch because we're also yeah. getting the GTA Trilogy, we're getting Death's Door, and we're getting Pokemon and SMT. So if you're really into those JRPGs in particular, but also indie games, you're going to be be in for a good month and yes i know gta trilogy is not a freaking indie game but whatever it's retro it's okay <laughs> that little new york based studio they're down in the village i think <laughs> i wonder how they're doing these days that little rock star company <laughs> this will be um yeah no there's there's a ton to play i'm like i'm just kind of thinking about how am i going to play this and then forza horizon is is coming out oh, yeah. soon like it's going to be hard but like i really want to play smt5 you know, I, I yeah. dabbled in uh, Shin Megami Tensei back in my Japan years, but like never got into it. And uh, everything so far has been looking so good. So I'm going to I'm going to bug you a lot, Kat, about telling me what to do. SMT5 <laughs> or Nocturne are both great entry points for the series. Nocturne just came out earlier this year. Cool. Sweet. Switch. Well, I know what I'm going to be spending hundreds of hours doing, and that's playing JRPGs. <laughs> hey, right I would like to turn to you now because uh, Last week, we started a new segment where we talk about our top Nintendo games of all time that are on the top 100 games of all time list. And we didn't do it quite exactly correctly, so we've changed it up a little bit. And this week, we're starting with our new format where we take turns pitching a game that we believe absolutely must be on IGN's top 100 video games of all time, with the caveat that they are either by Nintendo or were only on a Nintendo console. Pear, I think this is a little bit of a no-brainer, and I will not argue against you. I will cheer you on all the way, but please pitch us your best of all time Nintendo game. 
Okay, it is a no-brainer because the game is so freaking amazing, but the reason why I want to bring it up is that it's often it often stands in the shadow of its 3D brethren. Like people people never think about putting Breath of the Wild or, you know, Ocarina of Time on top 100 lists, but for today's pair pick, I'm going to pick Link to the Past. Yeah. Kamigami no Triforce, the Japanese version. <laughs> I never I never played it. Uh, I never had the English um or American uh, Super Nintendo version. Um, there are three big reasons why Link to the Past deserves to be on a top 100, even if those other Zelda games are there, which of course they would be. Number one is atmosphere. When you, when Link wakes up in his house and he steps out for the first time, like the feel that you get from this world, you don't have a sword, you can't really interact much, but you're you're kind of being led by this voice, Zelda's voice somewhere, and it's it's set in the rain. And the atmosphere they pulled off on, on the Super Famicom, on the Super Nintendo was so amazing and so different from what we got in, you know, Zelda 1 and Zelda 2. Like, they really used this kind of atmosphere and the look and the lighting to do something special. Number two is puzzles. This game actually mm. has four-dimensional puzzles. Not only do you have your standard kind of push block puzzles that you get in all the Zelda games to open doors, there this is a 2D game that transposes the world to 3D. There's actually a, a, an area in the game where you have to drop something through a hole in the floor so that it goes to the level below and then you can use that item there. Or there are places where you fall from one urn to the next through the levels to get to hidden areas. It's just so brilliantly realized because it's a game that's laid out in a flat 2D plane, but they play with height in it. And then the fourth dimension, of course, is time. There are places where you go between two time zones and the world is different. There's a hidden thing. Like you, you can see a ledge in, in one world and you can't get on top to get the heart. So you go to a different time zone where that ledge erosion of course doesn't exist and you can step over and then warp back and it's so freaking brilliant and then third is feel the way the items the weapons the tools feel in link to the past was just so ahead of its time like when you play other super nintendo games at the time nothing felt as good as using the boomerang to stun an enemy or to yeah. use the hook shot to rocket across a, a you know a ravine or or a gap or you know the way that your your sword interacted with different uh, materials and like sprung back or stunned things it's just linked to the past it's just one of those games that just comes comes along once a lifetime certainly uh we haven't we haven't seen a 2d game this good with this kind of viewpoint and and atmosphere except for super metroid which also belongs on the list and that's it for my <laughs> pair take all right cat would you uh agree or disagree with pair's pitch i mean i think it is certainly up there it has an argument for being the best zelda game still it holds up magnificently and Pear, I just want to piggyback on this. Another reason that it's one of the all-time best is the effect that it's had on the speedrunning community. It's still very popular. And the remix that has A Link to the Past and Super Metroid, and you're going back and forth between them. Wait, what? And it's amazing how well they go together. It's like <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate with so Samus like, and Link. It's wonderful. Uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Oh god, it's so good. We're looking at footage of just beating one of the bosses. Yeah, and just like mm. the way the game communicates. Like the boss has a mask, and you have to use something to crack that mask before you can damage the boss. And so you use your bombs to do it. It's just come on, that game is just so freaking cool. Beautiful. Wayne, what too. about you? Like still today? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's making me want to re replay it. Just watching yeah, right? the footage. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> it's, it's on quiet. your switch. Just like I gotta. That is true. Get back to that. Yeah. 
it's perfectly emulated on your Switch too. Yeah, it's it's such unlike everything game. these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you either. Link to the Past is one of my favorite games. Uh, I remember my friend Nate in high school got it, and I didn't even think he like liked video games. And he's like, "No, nah, mm-hmm. this is something different. This is classic Nate I've ever played." And yeah. of course, <laughs> side sideburns. Oh yeah, you gotta have the chops. Oh. I have. And the, uh... if you agree with that selection, I think you will appreciate the Death's Door port Switch users because uh, it owes its existence in its entirety to these this era of Link games. Yeah, I have the the Nintendo Power right here, and one of my favorite things about Link to the Past that's not in the game was the uh, the comic that I am unable to find right now that mm-hmm. they started. Ah, went right the manga was with... so good. Yeah, and I have the. Uh, Oh God! I hope it didn't get ruined when my basement flooded. But I have the collected works of it. It's 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 super good. It's one of the best things that they put. It features Seth, that you actor did say, whose name you couldn't recall. Yeah, exactly. Seth, you did that say that it gave us the best. Find. It gave us the best ad of all time. The Japanese. Also ad. true. I wish. Uh, look up the Super Famicom uh, link to the past uh, ad in both Japanese and German. They remade it in a German language as well. And uh, oh. the first time I found that, I I had dial up. And I spent like 45 minutes downloading it and then sent it to my friend who also had download and then waited, you know, 45 minutes for him to respond on AOL instant messenger and being like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing. And I said, dead, 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 dead. Anyway, I had big plans. I was going to learn the dance and do it at PAX East one year, but it can still happen. Not too late. Yeah, is coming back. That's true. And, you know, Boston's only a three hour drive. And NBC PAX East panel. We just That's all right. do the dance number. That's right. <laughs> that would just be the panel. It'd just be us dancing oh. for an hour. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> come come and look, look for that at PAX East 2022. From a pears pack pitch to cat take. Cat, do you have a take for us this week? Hi, I'm Cat, and this is my take for this week. Animal Crossing New Horizons 2.0 is out right now. And guess what? People are already time traveling. They're going ahead. They got to get Brewster. They got to go see what the gyroids are looking like. And this is what I'm going to say to you. Don't time travel, you monsters. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Time traveling is only going to ruin your experience with Animal Crossing. The number of people who went and time traveled when the game first came out. And it was like, well, I already went to winter. I got everything literally in the game. Well, now I'm bored now. I wonder why. I'm like, what are you doing? Animal Crossing is a game that you enjoy at your own pace. Just take it as it comes. Don't try and force it. Don't try to make it artificial. Don't try to break the world. Just enjoy Animal Crossing. Now, I would never tell anybody how they should be playing the game. Enjoy the game however you want. But also, don't time travel. Come on. <laughs> That's my cat take for this week. I, I never, with this incarnation of Animal Crossing, I never once time traveled. Um, so I, I hear you. It it feels like at first I didn't want to time travel because I was wor- I was worried I would screw something up where like my mm. my turnips are rotten or something. But like it just became a just became a thing where I I just never wanted to do it. And like when I signed back in and Brewster goes, okay, I have to send set up my museum for a split second. I'm like, man, I can't talk about it on mm. NVC because he's not going to be done. And so I thought about it for a second, and then I was mm. like, no, it's fine. You made the right choice. Yeah. Also, I I looked at my Animal Crossing bank account. I had 16 million bells, and I'm like, I don't oh remember. My gosh. I don't remember what, why I was hoarding that much. So it was very easy to buy the uh, storage upgrade, which I think was like 500,000. 
there. Wow. Can you give, give me some of those monies? Because oh, yeah. I, I'm a little, I'm a little white right now. My island literally has an entire row of money trees. Ah, the money all, trees. In the front, front row that I never harvested. So, yeah, I planted I'd... fruit trees everywhere so that I could sell the rare fruits that weren't native to my island. And then uh, I went and got my island. Uh, you know, I asked Isabel what people thought of my island. They're like, ah, it's too many trees. We keep getting lost. <laughs> it's like, I have a on, a fundamental, on a fundamental level, I just don't really understand time traveling because it's gamifying Animal Crossing in a way that I find kind of obnoxious, actually. It's like, it's not a competitive thing. You're not <laughs> speed running. You don't need to go and have the absolute best villagers. Like, it is a little world that you can peek into. It's a lifestyle game that you can pop into from time to time it's yeah. that's how it's designed and so people are breaking the game runs. and then going well this <laughs> Man, game isn't as good as i thought it would be okay that it's I the agree second with you part there. Yeah, yeah the second part's the problem yeah. but i would be fine watching someone be like pick a random goal or endpoint and then just any percent yeah no it's fine i like i said people can play the game any way they want they're just playing yeah. it wrong <laughs> You yeah. sound like you weren't the type of kid who would open every single panel on the advent calendar on like December 12th. That's <laughs> what? What, see, Absolutely I not. I need to be surprised point. every time. I, my yeah, brother always did you. that. It drove me nuts. He would, yeah. he would actually open the back and eat them all so that the calendar <laughs> tunnel through the closed. back of the yeah. back. Yeah. I'm like, is, Don't that, you wanna... is that legal? <laughs> People are like so spoiler adverse, but then they time travel. I don't understand. Just enjoy the surprise. Yeah. I've been tempted, but I'm like, no, I don't want to ruin it. And it's like Good you say, take. you're supposed to just drop in and and then sort mm -hmm. of enjoy it and, you know, drop in and then spend like four hours just wandering around, digging holes and shaking <laughs> trees. But yeah. All right. that Yeah. Very, very good take. Folks, don't time travel. You're messing up the, the time space continuum there. There's consequences in the future that we don't even realize are happening. So we're going to go to a news blast right now. News blast. We're just going to go through the news as fast as we possibly can mm -hmm. because we have plans for the second half of the show. Boom. Nintendo has sold 93 million Nintendo Switch consoles. That is 8.3 million this quarter alone, which is what? 75% uh, uh, of the Wii U's sold in the entire lifetime of the Wii U, which I think was 13.5 million total. 6.4 million of those were Switches. 1.8 million of those were the Switch Lite. On track to eclipse the Wii, which sold 101.63 million units in its lifetime, uh, probably this time in, in the next quarter, given the Christmas rush and everything, it'll, it'll eclipse that. Long ways to go to beat the all-time leader, which is the PS2. Yeah, but it is, it is already the seventh best-selling console of all time, which yeah. is pretty remarkable. And you also know Nintendo's going to cheat and call the next Switch, Switch something. And so they'll roll right. all the unit sales into each other like they did with the DSs and new they, Nintendo they Switch shot, Pro XL. They have a shot at that top spot. I it's worth pointing so. out the comparison to where this the Wii was in year five, which was 2011. Wii was dead by then. Like, yeah, okay, Skyward Sword came out, but yeah. Skyward Sword was that was it for the Wii. Mm. And then yep. it's the same with the Wii U. The Wii was very dead uh, by 2016, but by contrast, in 2021, the Switch is stronger than ever. Yeah. Yeah. And that and and Seth that that compares like the PS5 obviously is the the big competitor now and like we're 
I firmly believe that if Sony wasn't um, inventory constrained, the PS5 would actually outsell the Switch on unit oh, absolutely. sales every, yeah, every, every month. month, not not just on dollars, right? Like they have been. Um, but the PS5 is at 13.4 million now. Yeah. I think that was the latest number. And yeah. Xbox, we have to estimate it's something around 8 million, just they, under they 10 estimate, or something, yeah. right? But like, it's a lot. Yeah, the, the Switch is a mm. huge success. Like that is... It is not apples to apples and households may have more handhelds than they have traditional consoles and all of that. But it's like, that is amazing. And that brand is here to stay. Just like Nintendo was, you know, tried to lengthen the Wii's life cycle with uh, the brand with Wii U. I bet the next machine will be called Switch. Switch U. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, God, no. Swatch. 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 <laughs> Uh, I love it. Uh, next. Oh, wait, we already talked about the Animal Crossing New Horizons update. So we'll just skip right over that. Man, that's efficient. Nintendo <laughs> Switch production is down in spite of being its sales being up. Production is down 20% due to chip shortages. The total number of units produced for the new console, uh, excuse me, for the console now will be only be 24 million through March. Ouch. Stings. That is down from a projected 30 million. So they, they are producing predicting that they're going to sell twice as many as the Wii U sold in its lifetime as a negative projection. Nintendo reduced its annual target because of shortages too. Now's the time to buy some Nintendo stock. This is all because of the semiconductor shortage. Uh, we could talk about that, but this is not uh, Planet Money. So uh, you, oh, this other, this last piece of news, which I'm very excited about. You can use your N64 Nintendo Switch Online controller to play Super Mario 64 on Super Mario 3D All-Stars. So now you can use did. every, oh no, actually I was going to say you can use every appropriate controller, but you can't because you can't use a Wiimote to play Galaxy. So I, Yeah, I already did this. And, and honestly, like I, I did this a couple of days ago, uh, two days ago, I played Mario 64 with the N64 controller and it worked just fine. So I assumed the, the support was always in. Uh, and I was surprised to see the announcement, but yeah, it it does feel it does feel more natural when you do use that Z trigger to crouch oh, yeah. and do the crouch jump and mm -hmm. stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah no, it's uh, the the N sixty four controllers are 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 pretty pretty cool. You know, I definitely have a little rose tinted glasses, and then I remember what they feel like. And like now, when I'm playing it, I'm like, yeah, it's it's just it is worse than holding a controller on the outer edges, like to have that kind of cramped style. But it but it does feel right for Zelda and Mario. Yeah, no feeling to have that thing back in my hand, that glorified boomerang design. I know. <laughs> so funny. It's a nice little controller. I, I like the rumble on it too. It's a little. It's like chunky, old school. It's none of this. Mm. None of this. It's one of the worst business. controllers yeah. ever made. Well, it's like this. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, look, it was. It was cool when it came out, and it yeah. got everybody to add analog. Well, I had the sticks, exactly. I had the analog Thank stick. Which you. It was a pioneer. Us, I mean, I had the Jaguar Trident. controller that oh. had sixty-four <laughs> buttons on it that you could preset macro inputs on. So there's been worse. <laughs> yeah, kids in the '90s wanted those yeah. macros. We were saying, yeah. "Mom, give me macros." <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, on to what we've been playing. I've been playing Fantasy Star 4 on the Sega Genesis Online, or excuse me, the Nintendo Switch Online Sega Genesis emulation. I've mm. started Fantasy Star a million times, but it turns out if you can just play it in the palm of your hand, that is the way to play a very old, uh, J a very old and very <laughs> awesome JRPG, which looks, oh man, the OLED screen, it's everything for that, uh, those old 16-bit graphics. Man, that game is so good. The, the, uh, the localization, I'm surprised at how incredible it is like it doesn't seem bad even though it came out in 1995 but cat what have you been up to 
I've been playing Super Robot Wars 30, which ah. is now on the Nintendo Switch. You can get it on Steam just right away very easily, but if you're a Switch owner, you can import the Asian oh. version, which is available in English. It's, it's, a it's a tactics RPG where you have robots from Gundam and Gal Gygar, and I think this one had, oh god, I can't remember the full list, El Gaim and all that. Um, and it's been around for 30 years, hence Super Robot Wars 30. And the series can get a little samey, a little stale at times, but it's a lot deeper than it looks. It's absolutely gorgeous. And this one in particular, a big improvement on previous versions because you can upgrade your battleship. You this can so tackle missions in any order. They did an amazing job with the animations this time around. I am so hyped for this. So this is going to be my... It's my game that I'm going to be noodling away at for like the next year or so. Oh my God. It's so funny. I was just so thinking of um, I was just thinking of Super Robot Wars. I um when I switched to my OLED, I had to reinstall all my different localized versions of Super Famicom and and Famicom games that come with your subscription. Like if you make yourself a Japanese mm -hmm. account, you have a US subscription, you can actually get access to all of them. Wait, and the what? Japanese? Oh yeah, and there are lots of different games like. Uh, in the Famicom collection, for example, you have the original uh, Advance Wars, basically, Famicom Wars, which I was playing a bunch. And then Super Famicom has Super Super Loboto Tyson, and it has a bunch of other games. So I, I should do a feature on it uh, at some point. But like, I was hoping the N64 collection would have a difference with the Japanese version, but no dice yet. It's the same game, so... Oh, um well yeah i, I kind of i want to play some more super Ro Ro robot war so would you would you say this is good we should oh yeah play it yep this is the uh, best one in quite a long time wow okay I, you're gonna pick up one and it's very accessible for you know kind of players who are new to the series and it's available in english so i 100 percent recommend it for new players sweet i'm gonna check that out super robot wars 30 swain you been playing anything well, I actually lent my Switch and all my Labo stuff to some very small children. So for like four months, I've been without it. And they finally got <laughs> oh, bored no. of the Labo stuff and gave me my Switch back. So oh. I'm like several months behind. So as I said, Metroid Dread nice. and uh, Ring Fit Adventure. And then uh, it sounds like Animal Crossing. Sounds like it's time <laughs> for that to happen. Do it. It's time. But Metroid Dread is, of course, so good. perfectly made. Like... Not that it's my favorite game of all time, but it's perfectly made. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no yeah. misstep ever. It's just like, yeah, it's exactly what I thought. And and the Emmy mechanics are a thing you didn't even need to put in. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, enjoying Metroid Dread very much. Ring Fit Adventure, I don't enjoy, but I do it. <laughs> Nobody, nobody enjoys Ring Fit Adventure. I want to get back to Ring Fit too. Yeah, get, get rid Gotta of the, beat that the Corona Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Red Valentine did a good feature about how yes. Ring Fit changed a lot of people's lives, and um, they're yeah, the people who are like, "I love this game. I've done this in the adventure like so many times." At mm -hmm. this point, I want to talk about a game that deserves to be supported? Ring Fit, more uh, content, please. That would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Pear, what have you been? Uh, what have you been spending your time with? Well, I, I started playing Pikmin Bloom, which is a Nintendo game on your iPhone and Android phone. And it's so you can eat a hamburger. Yeah, it's made by Niantic, uh, who gave us Pokemon Go. And uh, it is a more, it is not quite as deep and clever as Pokemon Go. Like the loop isn't as exciting, but it's basically a pedometer. It's like you bring, you can use your uh, your Apple Watch or your uh, your phone to measure your steps. And while you're walking, you can plant flowers. And then other people will see the flowers that you plant. You can send your Pikmin's, Pikmin on quests to get 
fruit back and you can feed them and, and harvest the, the flower power and all of that. So it, it's cute. It's well made. I, it hasn't hooked me. And I don't think I don't think people know it exists because walking around in my neighborhood, I'm the only flower guy. I'm like <laughs> making flowers everywhere. And nobody else is. And I live near high school and there's not. You live in Marin, though. Not a single player. Well, it's it's just me and all the old hippies. But like, they're kids who, <laughs> they're kids who go to schools and you just gotta tell them, open. hey man, flower power, and they'll be like, how does it compare to Pokemon Go in terms man. of population? It's, it, it's just yeah, it's just tiny. I think I mm. they, they haven't rolled this out in a big way. I you know like they, nobody even sent us a trailer to a host that should tell you something. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird. Like it's actually it's actually fun. I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying it as a fitness game in that it lets you, you know, it, you you play it even when you're not playing it. But my daughter keeps sending me pictures from Tokyo where everything is overgrown with flowers where oh, cool. it's barren mm. lands. Uh-huh. And then then I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, full disclosure, I'm I'm not I'm playing it primarily on my next generation Xbox here, but I did try the cloud version on Switch because on Switch you can play it through streaming. And, and it was pretty good. I, yeah. it doesn't look nearly as nice when it's streaming and it 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 is a slightly more laggy. Um but it's such a great game. It's a very story and convo based game. It's very funny. The writing, the voice acting, everything's really good. In some ways, it reminds me of Metroid Prime. You do a lot of like, you know, Star-Lord Go on. To, to scan stuff, but it is linear like an Uncharted game. So oh, okay. um, it's it's really fun. I'm, I'm completely surprised by it. We reviewed it and gave it an eight in the cloud version. Yeah. If you don't have access to the other platforms, it seems to be a, a good way to experience it. And then... Super Mario Party, uh, Super Mario Party, uh, Mario Party Superstars. I started playing it. Finally got uh, got access to that. It's really well made. Um, beautiful graphics and everything. Completely mean as usual. I won my first <laughs> game, but then when you lose, you never you're never sure why, right? Like it has that random element, but it's just like life. What a what a great party game. Now I'm just hoping that uh, friends are coming back and want to hang out and actually play. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see. That remains to be seen. All right. Everyone has been asking us, has been upset with us because we always run out of time for question block. Well, guess what? We haven't even hit minute 60 yet. We're going right into question block. These came straight from the uh, Facebook NVC group, which you should all join because there's a lot of great conversation there. Uh, I did notice that a lot of people saying that they're having similar experiences with Pikmin and that no one around them is playing it. So, hey, maybe Mm. you'll find somebody local and you can... uh, you can go out and plant flowers around your neighborhood. So the first one is, a, I think is a pretty easy one. This one's from Daryl W. Restley, who asks, will there be paid or free DLC for Metroid Dread? I'm just going to say, no, there won't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, right? I, I agree. And it's, you know, Mercury Steam ha- doesn't have a history of creating or baking in DLC from the get-go. And the Metroid series doesn't have a history no. in that. And, um, you know, it, it, in the end, it's like, could I imagine them releasing maybe a speedrun mode with timers or something oh, sure. or leaderboards? Sure, like there might be some some smaller upgrades like that or a different difficult difficulty mode a couple of months later. But I don't think you will get like a major story section. It's just it feels too compact and wrapped up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I don't I don't know where it would come in. It's not like you could add extra missions. It would yeah. really destroy the flow. Can roll, run a you can run an epilogue. Yeah. Well. If the, yeah, if you could run around. Oh, oh I almost you could. said something. <laughs> Watch it. No, don't. Yeah, careful. Yeah. Careful. Nope. 
Never mind, I won't say that, but for those who listen to our spoiler section from the last episode. Uh Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody was very mad that we didn't put that the spoilers were in the headline. So they What? They missed the part where I said stop listening now. Mm. So they were up. Sorry. But you could always add another chunk, another maze. I mean, the names are easy enough to come up with, right? They're all like Ferenia, Berenia, (laughs) Karenia, uh Gorane, Gavarin. You could have as many as twenty six apps. But I I don't Finish know it. that they will. I just doubt they will. Yeah. yeah. Finish the game, Swaim, and then see. Okay. If, yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, it, oh, it, no. They, like, Samus could. is brutally murdered. At the no, end. they could. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. R- Ridley no more Metroid. Stabs yeah. Her. yeah, no, there's, um, no, there's, there's always a way to add DLC quests, obviously. Look, look sure. at what they did with Pikmin um, as well, where they added DLC. But, um, yeah. They could I, add I just, an expert mode. Challenge mode. I mean, cool, it's already yeah. got some. It has hard mode. Boss but you could shin it up yeah. even harder. Yeah, yeah, they could. That would be cool. Yeah. So, will there be? Probably not. But there is room for some stuff there. Mm-hmm. They can they can listen to this show and you know send us their their mm-hmm. congratulatory nice. notes when they're done. James J. Decima. This is a middle initial type of day. James J. Decimus asks. Okay, wildly premature, but. Do we think Super Mario Odyssey 2 will be next year's E3 show closer? With no meaty DLC for that first game, it feels like they must be busy working on this, right? Mm. Super Mario Odyssey 2 at E3? Mm, I don't know. I don't I don't I think it's still too early, and I think that'll be a next generation switch. Just assuming we get a Mario Odyssey 2 at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, that's true. I, I could imagine a Galaxy 2 remake or something like that before mm. we get this. I think the next game to be announced, ma- next major game, is the next Fire Emblem. Like, the cadence yeah. is right for, you know, they got Zelda coming, so they have to announce a Fire Emblem. And then I, I really mean it. I, I do think Donkey Kong is ready for a reboot. And, like, the Let's rumors about the movie, the rumors about the movie kind of suggest that they're thinking that way, too. So... I, so I what bet, you're saying I bet is we get Donkey Kong before we get the next Donkey Mario. Kong 65. I'll take that bet. I think we get a new Mario before we reboot yeah. Donkey Kong. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I agree it's, though. It's on. Uh, I agree though, Pear. I think that Fire Emblem is definitely going to get announced at the next mm-hmm. E3. And in the shorter term, I think Breath of the Wild 2, like Nintendo is just kind of all hands on deck <sighs> trying to get that thing out right. in 2022, I think. So that's I going, if so it's going to be like anything, like, when the original Breath of the Wild was being promoted, that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to like completely take over E3's presence yeah. next year, the Direct. Yeah, uh, yeah. Could be that Fire Emblem gets announced at the Keeleys in December, too. <laughs> oh, you think so? Uh, Video Game Awards? Yeah, the little... Yeah, I could see Jaffies. it, sure. Yeah. Jaffies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Keeleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Swain? You think we might, we might be seeing any Super Mario surprises? I'm not good at calling cadences, but it does... Yeah, Fire Emblem makes the most sense. Even I am aware of that. That pulsating. Mm. But now I'll just say, if the pandemic affected it at all, it's not in the way where the game will come out sooner. You know what I mean? So even factoring that in, yeah, yeah. I think Breath of the Wild Two has got to be the priority, and I think companies are in a spot where they're prioritizing. But that is an uneducated guess. Um, oh no! I just That's know a perfectly that perfectly cromulent guess. I just think Cat made a big mistake. You never bet against business ape. I gotta say, I'm a little, I mean, I'm not worried because there's any signs that we should be worried, like internally, or we've heard news reports about Breath of the Wild 2. I'm just worried Mm. because of the way that everything has been. That might not be hitting even a 20, or might not even be hitting Nintendo Switch. Like, I don't know. 
I think next boy. I think next year I think next year will be a big year for Nintendo. Yeah. 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 Right. I think next year is one of those years like the first year was big and I think the next year is going to be as big. All right. I mean, I I hope so. I I want more Breath of the Wild Visible in my life. Yeah. 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 Cuz they'll also have stock, they'll have consoles to sell you finally. Mm. Oh yeah, imagine mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I'm with Pear. I I think that it's going to be a big year and I 100% am a Breath of the Wild 2 in 2022 believer, so. We're all so lucky to be on NVC in this period of the Nintendo life. I know that it was a little little difficult back in the Wii U. I know. (laughs) No, the Wii U has plenty to love about it. I I will always apologize for the Wii U. I think the Wii U is wonderful. It's sitting on my entertainment center right now. It's not hooked up or plugged in, but it's there to remind me of the fun that we had together. I remember the fun of joint covering the Wii U back when it was just kind of stumbling along playing. I, but I was, I felt like I was constantly discovering new gems like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which was mm-hmm. an amazing platformer for mm-hmm. its time. It was, really was. deeply underappreciated. Yeah. And now on Switch. Waker HD. <laughs> That's what originally why I put my Wii U back together. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to play through that again. I never, never got past looking at Play that. Metroid Fusion on it. That's actually a really good, oh my God, I forgot I have all those VC games. I have Golden Sun. I can go back and play that again. Yeah, that. there you go. It's the best way to play GBA games. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, all right. Christopher Moyer asks, where do you see the Nintendo Expansion Pass going in the future? New games and retro consoles eventually, obviously, but would you guys like to see more DLC be available through the service, or would you replace the DLC for something else? And I open the floor. Well, they keep on making Tetris games, so clearly they'll continue offering multiplayer experience, right? Because you yeah. are paying for multiplayer, so they'll feed that beast where they continue to add games where the hook is multiplayer. And I, I will say, like, even the N64 expansion pack now is partially about that right you can play star fox and mario kart online now right with your friends only though you can't just drop into a lobby and play with strangers right it's there's always a little asterisk behind (laughs) nintendo online you also can't speak to anybody but um no the Ah, who wants uh, to so i i do think multiplayer gameplay will be core and i would i would expect more expansions and more add-ons like that but um and rolling DLC packs like Animal Crossing in, I think, is 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 a great idea. Now, for some people who are not playing those games, like Swain, they'll go, well, what the hell am I paying for? I'm, like, subsidizing somebody else's subscription. But if they did this for every major best major seller, like a Mario Kart or Mario Odyssey, then, then it would Breath be Breath of really the Wild cool. 2. Yeah, Breath of the Wild 2. It'd be really cool. Like, mm. honestly, the Hyrule Warriors add-ons should just be freebies because, yeah, know, as I said, like, that game is so full with stuff to do. Who really wants to buy more? <laughs> is bomberman 64 in that retro pack no not no. yet but dang be. That, yeah. i mean that'd be great online bring oh, back yeah, mario so. 35 bring Dude. back mario 35 way in there you know as as ign's ex nintendo 64 editor i can tell you there are two bomberman 64 games there's bomberman 64 oh, nice. and baku bomberman yeah like but nobody mm. one of them didn't come out here so people don't know the difference yeah i don't know hey, I buku baku Baku Bomberman. Oh, okay. That's, I think, the one they call Bomberman 64 here. Gotcha. There's a, there's a second one that's more traditional. That, uh, uh, wild that launch. Many an hour on Baku Bomberman. Switch, yeah, that Switch launch game or Bomberman game that came out was actually pretty good. 
you know bomberman's core mechanic is is a good game mechanic it's very very inherently (laughs) tense especially a like pvp four-player bomberman throwdown oh boy getting (laughs) the longer and longer fire chain it's amazing very satisfying i'm gonna assume then because you did just get your switch back you didn't sign up for the expansion pack no i don't even have game pass which i guess is means i'm just flushing money down the toilet every (laughs) month but uh yeah i don't have any kind of i don't know i'm just a luddite it went so free gaming subscription services or i'm completely unfettered and i'm living the right way in accordance with nature (laughs) i still play hundreds of hours of video games a week but whatever (laughs) i'm all natural free range gamer (laughs) game pass obviously i don't mean for this to be a game pass ad like i think i think the value is very easy to see right like i everyone says that (laughs) i i played flight simulator and i'm obviously going to play forza and there are certain games like uh, uh you know psychonauts where i would be on the mm. fence whether i'd buy it or not and like oh, just paying the game pass subscription <laughs> it already pays for itself whereas like that that's still the challenge with nintendo subscription where you, you don't you don't see that value right like you mm, yeah you're, you're, you can't add up all the pieces because it's a more of a, like a exclusive subscription plan you get access to something that doesn't exist externally which is different different from game pass yeah I used to like- subscribe to Sega TV, which you plugged a coax, oh, wow. cable. Wow. You plugged a coax nice. cable into your Genesis nice. and streamed Genesis games. And I, so I've never cool. looked back. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> that was the so service for me. <laughs> it was awesome. I was envious of like reading about it in magazines. I was envious of anybody who lived in a place that supported that. Yeah, I, it was cool. Did you play the Wily Wars? I think that was a Sega TV mm-hmm. exclusive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, uh, I think the only way to like legally get that now is on the uh, Sega Genesis Mini. So, wow. Maybe it'll come to the Nintendo online service. Uh, I doubt it very much. So, uh, this, hey, you're going to like this question. Oh, Ryan yeah. Fleisch. Ryan Fleischman asks, oh, what N64 game would you like to see a remake for? Mario 64 and Zelda are obvious picks, but I feel a lot more of the N64 library would benefit from it. And would be very on brand? Pick, I have an answer for this. Oh, okay. What is the... What is or your... What 64. Is, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> we already got pretty. that. We already got 3D. Star Fox Zero was bad. No, but... Uh, yeah. And it was just 3D. a pale copy of Star Fox 64. And Star Fox 64 3D was indeed pretty good and the nintendo yeah. 3ds they screwed up the voices mm. so never forget them for that no that's true but yeah, well, uh hd star fox 64 on switch the best shooter of all time come on yeah that'd be really I, cool I, i'm into it i'd go for it and like uh ryan suggested mystical ninja starring goemon which is like yes heck yeah good that pick. game it's a lovely game it predates ocarina of time and did many things that ocarina of time would do better later and it was limited by the hardware and like to actually have that redone with proper graphics like a true remake would be really really uh wonderful and i'd i'd add a lot of the third party games to that list like even castlevania um like they're the games where the the developers had some good ideas made beautiful music and all of that especially with the Konami games, they sounded awesome, but like couldn't get stuff to run smoothly on the machine. Um, but then, you know, we, we just got Sin and Punishment on the N64 um, in, in our online collection. Yeah, I, th- I think that game would be wonderful with like amazing 60 frames per second, beautiful visuals. It would be just really cool to play this game again like that. Harry, uh, you were mentioning earlier Tactics Ogre and Ogre Battle. Ogre Battle 64 oh. with upgraded visuals on the Nintendo Switch. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. I'm all for that. 
any any ogre battle game at this point i even have mm-hmm. the neo geo pocket one which was a spin-off, but mm-hmm. um, yeah we need that series back i hope they I bring thought- that to the service because i never played ogre battle 64 I've, and i always i've always heard about how great it is it's lovely i i thought you were gonna read adam's question that's when when you said pair you're gonna like this one well no i just knew that you like goemon so that's oh, why yeah. i was like oh, you're gonna <laughs> like his suggestion well i will read adam uh, banks's question he says oh the music is so good is a line i hear quite often when people discuss games however are there any instances of music that has ruined an otherwise good game for you or has been so out of place that it seems at odds with the game itself and uh if any if no one has an immediate answer i'm just going to say every game on the atari 2600 the sound is like <laughs> getting hit in the wow. face with somebody's butt like i cannot enjoy any of those games because the sounds are so horrible it's like I'll give, and awful i'll give you one There's nintendo 64 game i have to sing it hold on <clears throat> oh okay Yoshi's story, man. Oh, that's Yoshi's what. Oh, that's, that's what Logan said. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a good answer. People, people, people fall out of their windows hearing that music. <laughs> baby, like in your house. Yeah, it's just it's. And Yoshi's story is not a great game. It's a it's it's a good game. It's got some some really cool, clever moments in it. It's just not as good as you know any of the other, the the, the wonderful uh, Yoshi's uh, again before that. But it's um. The music is all over the place and like the the it's cute and it's cool for kids to have that hideous Yoshi voice sample. But like people got mad in our office when we played that game. They were so mad that we we're <laughs> playing this game. And and Yoshi Story actually has like it has a beautiful guitar track in one of the levels. So it's not all bad, but like that is the one that I always reference and it comes to mind. New segment idea N64 karaoke with pair. All right, oh. yeah. You can you can relive the horror that is the Yoshi's singing right now on your Nintendo Online. There's a lot so. of bad music on Nintendo 64. I mean, I know that the question is what good game was ruined, but like Cruising mm. USA is a terrible game, and it also has the worst music ever. It's just like somebody found the orchestra hits setting on their Casio and was like, hell yeah, let's go, and they just went with it. There, one there of the was, worst games, one of the worst soundtracks. Yeah, look, the Nintendo 64 famously does not have a sound chip, right? They came after Super NES had a Sony-made sound chip. Yeah. They became bitter enemies. The Something happened didn't, uh, between them. didn't there. have yeah. one. And so a company struggled with it. And so from an audio quality perspective, if you go back to Shadows of the Empire uh, now, um, you'll notice that they're looping a, a sample over and over it's really short a sample of the original music it's in mono it's crackly it's only like 15 seconds long and so that 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 sort of stuff bugged me back in the day it didn't ruin shadow because it it wasn't that great to begin with oh my god i don't everyone says i love that game really yeah it's so much fun when have you played it shadows i'm not i haven't played it since i haven't i don't want to ruin it i haven't revisited it ever the half level holds up Shadows which, has which the level great is that? Hoth level. The Hoth it has one level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's God. the speeder bike level through the canyon where if when you beat the game, it gives you the record of one of the developers. And so that became our singular goal was to beat that record. And then we found a glitch that allowed us to cut like a like 30 seconds off our time, which I could probably never replicate again. And I, that's why I love it, because me and my friend just played that one stupid level with the speeder bike a million times to exploit that glitch i want you to play it again like it's no i don't want to i don't want to ruin it it's like i don't want to go i used to i had so much fun in third grade i don't want to go back to third grade 
I'm not along with, pulling a Billy along Madison. With, along with Mortal Kombat Trilogy, it's one of those games <laughs> where we got so much flack when we first reviewed it back in the 90s. People were so mad that we weren't calling Shadows of the Empire one of the greatest games ever made. And, mm. you know, we had played PC games like, uh, you know, obviously they're wonderful, TIE Fighter, all these really good PC Star Wars games. And like, mm. I think console gamers just liked it because it was their first 3D Star Wars game. And like, it's yeah, not really good. cool. Play it. Play it. The controls, the first-person shooting, the way the HUD is just not it's bad. It's, I know it's this just, now. It's bad. It's a technical showcase for the N64. Right. It was a, the first level. And it was Star was, Wars. And it was, it was amazing, a new yeah. guy. What was his name? Damn. Oh, oh that's right. And the out was it the so outrider good. or whatever the flying yeah, his right. off model uh Millennium Falcon, yeah. which is canon. I think it's popped now up it in uh, yeah. one of the prequels or something uh, like that. And I have yeah. the tabletop uh, uh game uh and and I have a model of that too. No, like I like a lot about it and I love that it exists, but it's just not good. Dash. Go and play it. <laughs> You'll be horrified. And yeah, I'm the, not music, gonna do it. the music is bad. Yeah. Well. As you're saying, the music's bad on all those N64 games, which is Not crazy. Oh, Konami's well, games sound amazing. Super Mario 64 sounded good. Mm -hmm. okay. Star Fox 64, like, it wasn't as good as the Super Nintendo chip, but yep. ultimately, I, was yeah, kinda, I kind of dug it, ultimately. Rope Squadron say, sounds amazing. Yeah, Melee has I, some tracks that are delightful. Melee had some great tracks. Yeah. Or no, the original the original Smash sounded I guess you're, Yeah, OG Smash, sorry. Well, I guess I'm a big dummy then, because I said something that was very <laughs> untrue. No, it's okay. Started playing Star Fox 64 on Cat's recommendation. I'm really enjoying it. The thing that I was found the most jarring though is that, like the voices don't match what they sounded like on the Super Nintendo version, which obviously they now they speak in English instead of going. Rip, 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 rip. But oh, uh, wow. like, oh, that's good. Yeah. That was another game that I spent all my time playing and seeing how fast I could get through it. And I actually can still good. can still True do it. True story. When I played the original for the first time on the Super Nintendo, I thought my Super Nintendo was broken because really? yeah. I was like, they sound so strange that uh, there must be something the wrong with this garbled. game. So I was like taking out and blowing on it. Oh, no. <laughs> I always well, thought that um, that Falco said wing damage. That's what, yeah, that's what me and my brother would say. We said wing damage. Yeah, damage. we thought the same thing. But it's weird because you had those garbled uh, languages that they're speaking, but then you have like English language. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Fox to Corneria at the end. I, mm -hmm. That two second so, sample was just like the best reward for beating that game slippy slippy talking was one of the big n64 controversies like yeah. people really hated slippy's voice uh when 64 came out and were saying why didn't they just stick with the uh the animal sounds i well, like slippy's voice people he sounds very anime yes. that's yeah i don't know falco's voice didn't sound right yeah I thought he was gonna sound tougher but anyway, that's what Americans that's, always want is a tough sounding voice. Let's Slippy be Slippy. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't want Slippy to sound tough. I thought Slippy was fine. I thought Falco was going to be tougher. Ah. Uh, cool. Falco Lombardi. Donna than he is tough. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Sounds like I a, was like expecting a... an Italian accent for Falco Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, to shoot to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, that's all the time we have. For Nintendo Voice Chat this week, but you can follow us on Twitter at NVC Podcast. You can submit your questions for the question block in the Facebook group. That is the most likely place where they are to be found. Or you can send them to NVC at IGN.com. Uh, thanks to our guest, Michael Swaim. We appreciate you color coordinating, wearing a, a, a jaunty cap. 
we and we appreciate the uh everything that you had to say this week so thank you mm-hmm. so much i'm gonna want to i also want to thank red on the ones and twos logan behind the scenes most of all thanks to you for hanging out with us remember nbc the one and only place where you can be seeing your dad soon fox get the scene <laughs>